0: We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give.
1: Nosotros crecemos cuando damos. We grow when we give. We grow when we give.
0: Welcome to ROG, Return on Generosity, a podcast celebrating generosity at work—not financial giving, giving valuable time, alternative perspectives, and genuine collaboration. Thanks for joining ROG. I'm your host, Shannon Cassidy. Today, we have a model leader and dedicated community partner, Philemon Lopez. Philemon worked for Comcast and its predecessor companies for over 30 years, from director of advertising sales to SVP for Comcast ad sales operations to president of Comcast University, which is where we met. He was instrumental in developing their signature leadership programs, launch of Team Comcast and Comcast Live, the company's primary employee communication vehicles. After Comcast U, Philemon became the SVP of Florida East Coast Region and then SVP Strategic Operations before he retired in 2016. As the first Hispanic executive, he led the corporate diversity efforts, and in 2013, Hispanic Business Magazine recognized Philemon as one of the top 25 Hispanic business executives in the United States. It's clear that local partnerships, community involvement, and volunteerism are near and dear to his heart. He frequently says, The greatest gift you can give to someone is the gift of knowledge, encouragement, and hope. In addition to his many talents and gifts, Philemon is an accomplished wildlife and travel photographer and enjoys traveling to some of the world's most beautiful locations and capturing their images. Every day I look forward to his posts of an inspirational quote, coupled with a breathtaking image that he has taken. Every one of us needs someone to take a chance on us. The loyal, consistent, and dedicated partnership that I have with Comcast began with Philemon, as he took a chance on me 20 years ago and has been my mentor and friend ever since. It is a true honor to celebrate our 20 year anniversary with you. Welcome Philemon.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Shannon. It's great to see you. Great to be with you. Great to talk about these things.
0: So every time I teach the the topic of vibe, right, you know, the I and vibe are interests, and I have your picture on the screen when I get the chance to share a deck, and it's you with a big camera, and I talk about how you have this interest as a photographer, and that's not even what you do professionally. Right. <laughs> Now here, this is like a hobby right um, It was like a component of Philemon Lopez that was so memorable and interesting and I wanted to encourage people to invest more energy in their interests. like what do you think inhibits people from investing more time and energy in their in their talents or their hobbies?
1: I, I think a, a lot of people have self-imposed limitations. These are you know things that they don't believe they can do. Um, you may or may not know, but I was born legally blind. Through the years, I've had tons of surgeries in my eyes, my retinas had detached, I have lost the use of my left eye, but I still go on and take pictures. I don't let that limit me. Thank God for out oh, focus, you know, cameras, because there was no way I can focus anymore. I could have said, you know, I just can't do this. But I think a lot of people have self-imposed limitations. People need to realize that life can change in an instant. And you can, in fact, uh, change with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to adapt. You have to You have to realize that you have many gifts.
0: What are some of your experiences from being in nature that have informed you?
1: I think nature is an amazing teacher. The whole cycle uh, and the circle of life as well. Every year, you've you probably heard of the migration in, in Africa where, you know, thousands and thousands of wildebeest and, and zebras move about from the Serengeti to, to the Maasai Mara in search of water. And uh, along with all those animals goes the lions and the cheetahs and the leopards and because they got to eat. It's a thing of... of um, persistence to 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 live.
0: Yeah. That makes me think about something that we heard a lot this year was that we're stronger together, we're better together,
1: that we're not alone. You know, and I think there's a codependence that we have as well, because you know, without, you know, helping each other, encouraging each other, realizing that, you know, life is good, we can do anything we want to Mm -hmm. set our minds to uh Having people, you know, give of their time um, to, to kind of shows a way.
0: And I think that's a great segue to generosity at work, like ways that you have witnessed and experienced generosity at work.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen that often or it happens in, in little pockets. Mm-hmm. Um but to me, I, I experienced it starting my career. For example, you know, I needed um, to learn the business. I needed to experiment, to grow, and and someone generously gave a, of their time and their knowledge, and 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 took a risk on me. And then uh, the generosity came back too. When I had questions, they didn't care. I mean, just coming in and ask. Yeah. And you know, that's how you grow, if, if you don't ask, you know, you don't know, uh, or point me in the right direction, tell me who to talk to, or or, or what to read, where, where to go for information. Yes. Mm-hmm. Another experience on generosity, I experienced in 2004, right? you were gracious enough to come to the hospital, but my son Joseph suffered a, a catastrophic stroke in, um,
0: How old was he at the time? He was like 17, I knew he was a teenager. Wow.
1: 17 years old, suffered a stroke. I didn't know what to do other than, okay, let me figure out where the best place to take him is. And I called my bosses at at Comcast. Mm -hmm. And and I swear they dropped everything. They said, well, hang on. We're going to help you. We're going to, you know, Uh, get your son to the right hospital with the right medical team and uh, it was a snow day that day so I flew from Florida to Philadelphia and he and I got to the hospital at the same time and they went in and, uh, and right at the hospital it was, you know, Ralph Roberts Brian Roberts, Dave Watson Steve Burke I mean these were the the uh, Comcast leaders and, and, and saying, you know, Hey, whatever you need, here we are, you know, we can help you. We, and they, it got pretty emotional because at one point, cause they didn't think he was going to make it. They said, you know, we should bring a priest and I'm going, okay, bring a priest, but let's not give up yet. Yeah. Um, cause as you know, he made it and he's an amazing, uh, person now 34 years old can you imagine i can't right um, he's a pa yeah he's a pa dad he has a masters in exercise science he's got yep. two degrees one in psychology and one in criminal justice i mean he, he, it's an amazing recovery it's a miracle really it's a miracle and to me the generosity of the company to mm-hmm. give me not just their commitment to to assist me, but the time. I mean, I was dedicated. You know, for three straight months. I mean, literally, I, I barely slept. Mm-hmm. I was dedicated to to recuperating my son, and it was all about positivity, you know. And I didn't allow anybody coming into the room saying anything negative, anything about stroke, anything because. You know, even though he was in a coma for two weeks, I believed he could hear. In fact, he told me later that he could hear. I didn't want any negativity. um, And it was a whole positive, positive, positive. He broke the record for the most packages and the most notes uh, in the hospital. ESPN, CNN, everybody said, you know, encouraging words. But again, it was... And thanks to to the generosity of, of the company that allowed me to to put that time in and dedicate my time. And that's why, you know, I, I gave everything I had to that company mm-hmm. uh, to build and to and to grow and to, and to make sure it was successful.
0: I mean I think it's really helpful in hindsight to say what are things that people can do. So I just heard you say that generosity of time the generosity of network, like if they had a contact at Penn or somewhere that they could help right. you with. So like, what are some things that you would say to leaders,
1: here are some things you could do? I think they need empathy. Uh-huh. They need to understand that, um, you know, that people are gonna go through difficult times and they have to care. Um, and in, in, unfortunately, so many leaders, and I know a few, that that just don't care about the people. They, they see them as a commodity and they come and go and either you do your job or you get out of here. But I always looked at people as an investment, because first of all, I, I focused on selecting the right people. But then I said, okay, I've invested you know, so much time, so much effort, so much money in their development, in their training, and in gaining their trust. Because that's the other piece, you know. Mm. Um that I'm willing to to be generous with this person to use the word generous and, and give them time, give them direction, give them assistant assistance when I can, because Eventually, that will come back to me, mm. you know, tenfold. Right. Um, and and believe me, the word gets the word gets around, and people say, you know, that's the kind of company I want to work for. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of leader I want to work with.
0: Yeah, and you have said that it's important to create cultures of generosity and environments where people feel loved. And appreciated.
1: Yeah, I, I worked so many years to, to understand, trying to understand people. My employee feedback, my ratings were very high, the highest in the company. And uh, VP of HR would come in and says, what's the secret sauce? And I kind of broke it down into four quadrants. The first quadrant is people want fair compensation and benefits. And I as a as a, an employee of a major company have very little control over that. The company the company is going to say, this is what that position pays. These are what the benefits are. So I have very little control over that. So I'm going to just work hard to lobby for good pay and benefits for my people. Yeah. The second quadrant, and this is really key, is people want to. Uh, have a sense of purpose mm. and that I can create. Any leader can create a sense of purpose. Why do we show up to work every single day? What's the reason for my existence, our existence existence, you know, give them a sense of purpose. Mm. Then people will work much harder. Because they, they feel like they're contributing to something. Um, The third quadrant, it's a sense of belonging. Ah. Uh, People want to feel that they belong to something great. Um, And we can create that. I think what happens is people just want to be part of something. Absolutely. What happens when when you have all these things working together, and and I'll go to the final uh, quadrant, engagement employee engagement just goes through the roof Yeah, uh, because, you know, they're being compensated fairly. They have a sense of purpose. They feel like they belong to something great. Mm-hmm. And then the last quadrant is they have a tremendous desire to learn and grow. Mm. And so as a leader, you have to commit to, for, to your own growth and development so that you can teach your teams And they want opportunities um, to use that knowledge and grow. So when we come
0: back, we'll discuss and learn how Philemon sees the benefits and return on generosity. If you had more time in your day, what would you do with it? Listening to podcasts might not be the first thing you think of. Maybe that's because you're thinking podcasts take too much time to listen to. But what if there were podcasts designed with your time in mind? Podcasts that spoke to you. Podcasts that you could listen to in short segments. We've put together podcasts exactly like that. The QuadPod Network is coming soon. Check out QODPOD.com for more details. And we're back with more with Philemon Lopez. So you have said that the greatest gift that you can give someone is the gift of knowledge, encouragement, and hope.
1: Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I think that uh, everybody, without exception, wants to do well in life. And uh, I think what a lot of people have no idea, of how to get there from here, if you know what I mean. How, how to find a path mm-hmm. where they want to go. Um, and as a leader, as an individual who who cares about people, who who uh, would love to, you know, help people find their path. Mm-hmm not necessarily show them their path because they've got to figure that out for themselves. It's about, you know, sharing information, sharing what we call knowledge, um, and then encouraging them to take risks, um, you know, in, in finding that path, continue to give them hope um, and and there's so many wonderful stories uh, of people who who started with little in, in and have done amazingly well. Mm-hmm. But I think what's important too is that people need to know and learn. They, they have to design their own life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, yeah. I call it live live by design, mm-hmm. and and make sure it's your design. Because if it's not your design, it's going to be somebody else's design. And that may not be what you want.
0: Absolutely. And that's why when you were
1: talking about the four
0: quadrants of what the organization can do in that fourth quadrant about learning and development and growth and that commitment to the knowledge, you're calling it the gift of knowledge. And I think that's a two-way street that the individual needs to seek that way to get to where they want to go or what they envision. And then okay. they have to also be willing to accept that gift of encouragement because you could believe in people sometimes more than they believe in themselves. Right. And that gift of hope and that optimism around, you know, this is possible. How can I become this vision that I have for myself and my career?
1: It's interesting. You just said something that, that people have told me repeatedly. And that is, you helped me do things that I didn't think I could do. You believed in me more than I I believe in myself, if you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Uh, Teaching people the value, for example, of goal setting. Yes. Most people don't set goals at all. So they, they go through life trying to figure out, okay, you know, how did I get here and why did I get here? I said, you know, write 10 things down, put them away, don't look at them again, and look at them in, in a year and see how many of them you accomplished just by writing them down. Yes. And a year later, they said, gee, I accomplished eight or nine of them. Right. Um, and they
0: just had the thought and they wrote it down. They didn't share it with anyone.
1: They didn't share it with anyone. Now, imagine if you do a whole goal setting where you set the goal, you look at the goal, you visualize the goal, you share with people, your chances grow exponentially.
0: Yes, you you do that. I've seen you do that countless times, right. where you really, you wanna get everybody to their highest potential. Like a bridge between our tagline is connecting potential to performance. Because I really believe that everybody's got this untapped potential. So like, let's see it, let's, let's activate that. You're the same way. Like. What do you think that is in you that is so compelled to like bring out the best in people?
1: To me, it's like watching a flower blossom or a caterpillar just become a butterfly. And I probably got that from my mother because my mother was an amazing woman who always gave, who always was kind, who always helped people. And so to me is that satisfaction. But the other piece, and this is sort of what I ask of the people that I made a difference in their lives, is you know, pay it forward. You know, don't just let it stop with you. Mm-hmm. You know, you saw what what you did, what we worked on, how we did it, you know, do it with other people. Because at the end of the day, you know, and, and this is part of my, my mission. Uh, and my mission statement is, I want to leave this world a better place. You know, I want to make a difference in the lives of others. I want to share this life of of adventure and passion, you know, with others.
0: I know that you don't give to get, Philemon. I know that personally from being the receiver of your generosity. What would you say are some of the returns on generosity, right? I mean, we called the podcast that for a reason because I think it's important to recognize the bottom line benefits.
1: Well, in terms of business, um, when when you are generous in the sense that we've spoken about, you know, with your time, with, with the knowledge, with encouragement, with the hope, with the learning, with all this, you create a culture of, of people who are more engaged, who are deeply committed to help you accomplish the goals of your business, of your organization. And, uh, and in the end, you know, that culture of generosity says, you know, here we are de- delivering on the promise to the customers, on the promise to the company and on the promise to the shareholders. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. I lived through five hurricanes when I was in Florida. In one of them, Wilma was devastating. Uh, 98% of the marketplace lost power. Um, My little neighborhood, Was part of the 2% that didn't lose power. So I ran my office from my house. Uh, My entire team would come every day. But we were trying to figure out okay, independent of the business, let's focus on the people. There was no power, there was no gas, there was no food, there was no. So we began calling on, on, on the company and organizations outside the, the, the state. And all of a sudden we had, you know, gas coming in. We had, um, set up, uh, tents in, in the various offices to provide meals for our employees. Uh, any employee could, could come in with their families, by the way. And we were cooking and, and, and we, we had, uh, you know hamburgers and hot dogs and and food and and then we uh, they needed a place to wash their clothes and we found out that uh, there were these trailers that that um, I guess Tide you know the sub company has and and we rented them and and they come in and and literally it's like a like a laundromat on wheels and and. And it was just, and it was every day, every day. And I got to tell you, when we were getting ready to open, and this really shocked me, um, I had over 2,000 people in one location outside waiting for the doors to open and uh, and saying, we're ready to, to come back to work and, and and get back to business. I mean, to me, that, that speaks volumes, the... the the return on that. Imagine if we didn't care, we said, Hey, you guys sent for yourselves, Yeah, figure it out, figure it out. You know, mm-hmm. they, they, they wouldn't be coming back. They wouldn't be committed, you know, and it was tough because, you know, we, we lost, you know, first of all, millions of dollars in terms of what we we'll call a plant, the, the cables and the platform, a lot of people without service and, and a lot of angry people and their people had to put up with it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? They knew the company was behind them. They knew the company had been generous enough to feed for their family, feed their families.
0: Yeah. That's such a beautiful story. And thank you for sharing that with us. It helps us to recognize that even in a crisis like we're in now, it's an opportunity when we use innovation, creativity, empathy, love, resources, that you can actually create something so awesome that becomes the reason why people wanna stay.
1: Exactly, and, and, and not just stay, but but really make a difference. Yes.
0: So in closing, your a quote that you love is, what is success? It's a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote.
1: It says, to love often and much, to win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends. To appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition. To know even one life has made it easier because you have lived. This is to have succeeded. So to me, you know, and, and I tie that to my, to my mission, I think that's... Why I'm here on earth.
0: Oh, thank you for being you for sharing this awesome message for the way that you believed in me. You modeled exactly what you spoke about today with me 20 years ago. And I give you thanks every day, Philemon, because that that caring and that belief in others is something that I promised you I would pay forward and I do. Yeah. And I just think that's, you know, we're doing our part in trying to make the world, the place that we're proud of.
1: Continued success, best to you.
0: Yes, and to you. ROG takeaway tip, how to apply what we've learned to our own work and lives. Philemon shared so many valuable insights and reminders. Like leaders need empathy. The human experience is a mix of highs and lows joy, and sorrow. So leaders need to care. We must create cultures where people belong and can contribute toward a larger purpose. It's important for us to see the potential in others and help them visualize what's possible. Equally important is an individual's willingness to set goals. Ten years ago, I designed a goal-setting process called Reflection and Projection. It's a really valuable thing to do at the close of one year and the beginning of another. So our timing is perfect. The process is to reflect on a period of time just completed. First to reflect on yourself, like your core values. So looking back to 2020, how well did you live by your core values? What are some situations that you experienced that were triggered by something that you perceived was in conflict with your core values? And how about your strengths? How well did you intentionally put them to use in 2020? And interests, remember those? (laughs) Things that you may never get paid to do, but you just find them fun and interesting. How much time did you invest in activities that you find interesting? Now reflect on the year. What were some challenges that you experienced last year? Heaven knows there were many of them. (laughs) What did you accomplish? What did you learn from the setbacks and the challenges? What would you never want to have happen again? And then what were some experiences that you had that you wouldn't mind repeating? So what important decisions did you make in 2020? What are your key reflections? Then projection, looking ahead. It begins with a brainstorm of anything you want to be, do, share, create, have, give, no limits. Then you go through your list and guess how many years it would take to accomplish each of those things. Of the items where you said one year, you're gonna choose three. Choose three of the things that you believe that you could accomplish this year. Then there's a process to nail down those three things with specific outcomes, timelines, and accountability. Going into 2021, think about who you want to be and what you want to experience. Write them down. Tell someone. Make 2021 the best year possible. Thanks for listening to ROG, Return on Generosity podcast. Please help us grow by subscribing and reviewing us on your favorite podcast player. And for more information, visit bridgebetween.com. We grow when we give.
1: We grow when we give. We grow when we give.